Good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. I'm going to pray for us as we look at this uh, part of God's Word. Gracious Father, we praise you for the Lord Jesus who came into the world uh, and who changed everything. And we thank you uh, that his coming can be celebrated even this time, 2,000 years later. And we pray that you would help us to recognize the great significance of Jesus Christ and his birth. And we pray in his name. Amen. When uh, Jesus Christ came into the world, some pretty massive things were said about him. There were huge claims made about this baby boy and what he would become. Uh, We read just some of them just a few moments ago in our first reading in John's Gospel. This baby, it says, is the Word of God. He's God himself who's come to reveal God to us. Uh, And we also saw that this baby is the creator of all things. Uh, We saw that this baby is the source of real life. He's the light that shines in the darkness. These massive claims were made. Look at uh, your John reading just there at verse 9 at the end. uh, Talking about this baby, it says, The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. See, these are just a few of the big claims made about Jesus at his coming. So these, uh, yeah, but you may have noticed also that as we had those readings just then, you may have noticed that none of them were actually about the birth of Jesus. Uh, We're not so much looking at Bible passages that talk about the birth of Jesus. No, these passages are more about Jesus as as an adult or kind of his mission and purpose overall. So today we sing about the birth of Jesus. Yes, we've already done that. We will do that. Uh, But I want to spend the next few minutes delving into Luke 7, that second reading that we read just then. Why? Well, Because as we remember Christmas and the coming of Jesus, well, in this passage, that question is asked of Jesus. Are you the one who was to come? Are you the one who's come? Are you the one the world has been waiting for? So I want to spend a few moments just considering that question and this story and our response this Christmas time. So please have that hand out there. It has the Bible passages printed there. That second one is where we're going to look at a bit more in depth. We'll draw out just a few ideas as we go. The first thing we see is that there's a man named John. Uh, This is John the Baptist. We read about John in both of our readings, actually. So John the Baptist, he was a Jewish man. He, He preached to the Jewish nation a message of repentance. His message was, turn back to God because his Messiah, his King, is coming. He's about to arrive. And our reading from John's Gospel there says he was sent by God. John was sent by God to testify about the light, about Jesus. John was meant to boldly prepare the way for Jesus, for the Christ to come. And so he boldly called on people to repent, to turn from their evil ways and turn back to God to get ready for the Messiah to arrive, the King. And it was this bold message that landed John in prison. Because that's what can happen if you are bold enough to declare and stand up for God's truth and his ways. Uh, But so now, at this point of the story, John, he's in prison. And now Jesus is on the scene. He's been working miracles. He's been going around preaching and teaching. But something that Jesus is doing has has caught John's attention in prison. So look at verse uh, 18 of Luke 7 with me. It says, Then John's disciples told him about... All these things. What are all these things? These things are the incredible actions and miracles of Jesus. Just before this, in Luke 7, we hear the story of a man whose servant was sick and about to die, and Jesus healed him from a distance. 
didn't even come and see him, just said the word and he was healed. And then, straight after that, Jesus interrupted a funeral procession, went up to the coffin and raised the dead son back to life. That would be an event to be at, wouldn't it? See, it's these things that John disciples hear and see, John's followers, and report them back to John in prison. Why wouldn't you share that kind of news? Uh, But something about these reports, something about them raises a question for John. And so he asks Jesus, are you the coming one? John sends his disciples back to Jesus with a question. Look at verse 20. Uh, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, Jesus, are you the one who was to come or should we look for someone else? See, what does John ask? He asks, are you the coming one? Are you the Messiah, the King, who's meant to be coming? Are you the one that God in the Old Testament promised? Are you the one who would be the King and reign forever and be our Savior? So John the Baptist, he's asking Jesus, are you that Messiah, the one to come? What's Jesus' answer to this question? His answer is basically, what do you see? What do you think based on what you see of me? See, look at verse 21. It's this beautiful answer Jesus gives. At that time, Jesus healed many people of diseases, plagues, and evil spirits, and he granted sight to many blind people. Jesus is doing incredible things. So he replied to them, Go and report to John the things you have seen and heard. And then it lists them out again. See, what's Jesus' answer? What do you see? Who else is doing the things that I'm doing? Who else has this power and authority to heal and raise the dead? See, who else is doing the very things that had been predicted about the Messiah when he would come? Here's just an example from the Old Testament of something that, some things that the Messiah would do. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking seven or eight hundred years before Jesus. He says, Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped, and the lame will leap, leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. This is just one example of all the ways Jesus fulfilled what was foretold about him. And so Jesus is saying, that's me. I am the one to come. Look at what I'm doing. I'm the one who was foretold. I've come. I'm doing the very things God said I would do. What do you see, John? Go and tell John what I'm doing. That's your answer, Jesus says to those disciples of John. And I think Jesus gives us that same answer and that same question, doesn't he? That's why this story is in the Bible. See, what do you see when you see Jesus? What do you see when you see him or when you read about him in the Bible? Uh, Have you seen him? Have you read about him in the Bible? Do you know what Jesus said and did, who he is and why he came? Have you read about his incredible miracles, his acts of compassion and mercy and grace? Have you heard his intriguing and challenging words? Do you know about his death for you? Do you know that he rose from the grave? Do you really know the story of his coming? That first Christmas when he came into the world. It's my hope, it's our prayer, that every single person in this room would see Jesus, understand Jesus, and know Jesus for themselves. So can I urge you, at this time of year especially, when there are many distractions, don't be unaware of the most important man who ever lived. 
Don't be uninformed. Find out about him. We can help you with that. And please don't put that kind of thing on hold. There's nothing more important than seeing or knowing Jesus for yourself. Please don't think that there are other things that are more important, like your work and your holiday plans, that they're more important than seeing and knowing Jesus. They're not. The Scriptures tell us that he's the light that's come into the world. He's the light that shines in the darkness of our broken world. He's the one who came into our world, healing the sick and raising the dead. He's the one who brings us eternal life. Eternal life in a kingdom where sickness and suffering and death are no more. This is the truth of Christmas, of Jesus coming into the world. He came to be the Messiah, the Christ, the King God promised would come. That King of God's kingdom, where all wrong would be put right, and where God heals and restores his people to live with him forever. And the truth of that is, we've seen it in uh, that John reading, if you believe in him, if you turn to Jesus, the Messiah, the light, then you have eternal life, now and forever in his kingdom, when he comes again. See, life, eternal life, is on offer from Jesus to those who believe That's the pure and simple message of Jesus, the message of Christmas. Is that how you see Jesus? I pray that it is for every person here. Now, Jesus himself knows that that all of that could be, probably is, hard to believe. So we humans, humans who are used to one way of thinking, we find it hard to think from another person's perspective, let alone from God's perspective, And so Jesus, he says something striking at the end of our passage in Luke. He leaves us with a final word to make us think. Look at Luke chapter 7, verse 23. He says, after after saying, look at what I'm doing, I am the one who's to come, Jesus says, and anyone who is not offended because of me is blessed. Jesus says, blessed, blessed by God is the person who isn't offended at what Jesus is saying, at the big claims that he's making for himself. Blessed is the person who doesn't stumble over me, Jesus says, who isn't tripped up by me and misunderstands me and doesn't respond rightly to me. What he's saying is this, don't let Jesus be the person that you just write off. Maybe you think he's delusional. Don't write him off like that. Or don't think that he's not worth your time or that he's not worth investigating or not worth believing in or too hard to believe in. Don't think that the claims of Jesus to be the Messiah, the king over the whole world, don't think of those as too far-fetched to be true. Jesus knew that people could respond and they did respond to him in that way. And we know that for 2,000 years people have responded wrongly to Jesus. They've not accepted and believed in him. But Jesus wants you to be blessed. Not just materially blessed with good things like ham and family gatherings at Christmas. No, he wants you to have the eternal life that he's promised to give you. So if you're someone who has been offended by something of Jesus, or if you're tripped up by him, or you're kind of confused about him, or he's some kind of scandal to you, Hear the words of Jesus. Blessed is the person who isn't offended, who takes the time to really understand him and who then accepts him. See, look at Jesus again. See him for who he is. That's our challenge to you today. Read the Bible. Read the Gospels. Ask your questions. 
Seek your answers. Don't stumble over Jesus and then give up on him and walk away. See, I would challenge every person here to look into Jesus again, or for the very first time, and to see him and the eternal life he has to offer. Because this Jesus, this baby in a manger that we sing about, that we celebrate at Christmas, he is the coming one. And he's come. He's the light that gives us, uh, that gives light to everyone. Blessed is the person who isn't offended because of him. See him for who he is and trust in him today. Trust in him for eternal life. Let's pray as we close. Our gracious Father, we thank you again that the Lord Jesus came into the world to be the one that humanity needed, to be the one who would live the perfect life that we couldn't live and to die for our sin, our rebellion against you, to die the death we deserved and that he rose again so that we too might rise again and have eternal life with him. Father, this message is sometimes hard to fathom, hard to believe, but we pray that we will be blessed not offended at Jesus, but come to him in humility and repentance and faith and trust in him. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.